Hey, Sam, we're back here for another podcast. Yep, in the 20s now, in right? The, yeah, we're thinking episode 24. Wow. We've taken a month off. We've all been kind of, yeah, home and interesting for sure, a couple months for everybody. Yeah. We're still processing that. But uh, yeah, we wanted to record a podcast. We're in your home, actually. Right. Um, and so we're still kind of doing a makeshift studio, but thought we'd get together. Yeah, this theme, we're going to talk, start a series. I, I, it's an interesting thing to start a series with you, though, honestly. Yeah. This could go a The one, odds are so low. Yeah, that, that we'll we finish. get maybe two or three, but who yeah. knows? But we do right. want to take some time to we're talk. We're going about, to do a series. We are going to try. Um, this issue of the kingdom of God, it's yeah. something that you have loved. It's gripped my heart for years, and we want to just talk. And so today we'll just talk what the kingdom of God is and yeah, maybe some other topics we can mention, but yeah, we want to go and, and talk. Well, thanks for being in theme. Look and at your so t-shirt. My shirt. What here. is Kingdom Equip? Tell yeah, us Kingdom about that. Kingdom Equip, yeah, for sure. So uh, yeah, you know, it's for years. Um, I worked for World Impact yeah. and um, they have an amazing school to me. So mm-hmm. I've always had it in my heart to do discipleship, mm-hmm. kind of that training. And yeah, just in the last years, I've had this kind of vision. And so Jesse Allen, he's on our team yeah. in Hillsboro. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're doing a 10-day <laughs> school this summer called Kingdom Equip. And our heart's primarily to teach on the nature of the kingdom of God, mm. teach on what it means to be in the kingdom. And then, yeah, to understand your place, your identity. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be a son, a daughter? And then how do you live out kind of this kingdom purpose? Wow, that's and great. And so, yeah, we're going to talk. You'll be speaking at it. Yeah. Right? Is it just young people or yeah, what ages? Yeah, generally 18 and up. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're going to do that. So if you still got room for people? If they're... We sure do. Okay. And so it's going to be in July, yeah, July 10th or 11th. I can't remember the exact date. Right. But yeah. So anyways, that'll be in at Tabor. So, awesome. Great. Yeah. Great. So, yeah, so when did you first, we'll, we'll go in the Bible. Yeah, Matthew, let's start there. Matthew 6, 33. Yeah. And then I'd love to hear when did you yep. first kind of learn about the kingdom of God yeah, as that's well? Good. So Matthew six thirty three. we decided we wanted to launch off this. Everyone will know this verse, but in the Sermon on the Mount, the very middle of it, in the uh, section where he's talking about not being anxious about provision, yeah. which every bit of the Sermon on the Mount is amazing, but this is like at the core of humanity of like, yeah. what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? He'll say in the middle of that, the Gentiles and the nations worry about these things, but it'll say, but you seek first the kingdom mm-hmm. of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And so we thought we'd start there because of the language around first. We love it. Like uh, what's the first and greatest right. commandment, right. those kind of passages. This is one of those. It says, first seek the kingdom and then his righteousness. And I've always tried to wrestle with what's that look like and how yeah. do we do that? And so um, the kingdom of God, I think awareness started for me when I started reading a little bit of George Eldon Ladd. Okay. Yeah. That was through um, John Wimber in the vineyard. Yeah. Uh, the whole vineyard movement was based on, and some of his theology of power evangelism was based yeah. on some stuff that Ladd had taught, who was a general Baptist guy, I think. Okay. But he really revolutionized some thinking on the kingdom that has affected us to this day. Um, uh, he was kind of running against the grain of dispensationalism. These things are not important, but there were some things of thinking all the way back to Augustine where they thought about the kingdom of God yeah. being a people. It was the church or the kingdom of God being a place, heaven. Um, and Lad was the one that went into it and broke it down and went to the word, the etymology, if you will, of it. The word basilea means, for the word for kingdom, means the right to rule or the dynamic right to rule. So it really is uh, about the reign, the, the reign of a king, the reign of the authority in the reign, the right to rule from King Jesus or from Yahweh is yeah. what is prophesied. And so that really revolutionizes things in some ways because the kingdom produces a people. Yes. There's a people that populate it. Yeah. It produces a place and yes. will renovate the earth. 
Um, But the kingdom is more than all that. The kingdom is that dynamic ruling uh, of the king. So we'll talk about it later in some other sessions, but that's what's happening with Jesus. He's bringing uh, a dynamic rule. And so what's happening is people are noticing his authority in his teaching and his obviously cast out demons, healing the sick. They're like, wow, the authority. You'll see that through the gospels where they're amazed by the authority. Yeah. And they're sensing that thing. There's this, this breakthrough of a, of a kingdom. So that's what the kingdom means. And again, it started with me probably when I was uh, 20, 19 or 20. So I'm 30, 33 years into it. And so taught on it, did my best, studied it, started noticing everywhere in the Bible, 162 times in the new Testament. Yeah. And so Jesus, it is his predominant message is that he's bringing a kingdom, preaching the kingdom, that kind of thing. And so, um, so I, I start preaching on some, but then when we wrote some booklets, uh, Spencer Stewart helped me with that. And, um, I can't remember, I was trying to remember the years, 2008, somewhere in there, we started writing booklets, the first booklet out of the gate, kingdom of God, kingdom of God. Yeah. And so we talked about the gospel in the second one, the kit, the gospel of grace. Um, but we want to talk about the gospel of the kingdom in the first booklet. And we did our best and stole from people and and from the Bible, I probably developed in it more, but just as I'm getting older and growing in the ministry, I just love this subject um, because it's such a predominant subject in the Bible. Yeah, it sure is. It is. You you know, right out of the gate, I was looking Mark one, um, Jesus's first words, says, and John was put in prison, and Jesus says, the time has come, yep. the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. So it's from the primary the very first. And to go back, uh, John the Baptist right. had preached, and I think it's in Matthew 3, yep. 2, is repent yes. for the kingdom of heaven. Is yep. what Matthew's going to write. It's same same yep. deal. The kingdom of heaven's near. Then Jesus in Matthew 4, 17 is going to say, yep. repent for the kingdom of heaven is here. Yep. It is his main message. Yeah. And so one way I've heard of the kingdom, again, and I'd love to hear you know the difference of the kingdom and then the church. That sometimes yeah. is to understand. But to understand where the kingdom is, if I leave my cell phone here mm. today, yep. I'm going to believe the kingdom of God's operating because you guys are, hey, you're going to call me. If I leave my cell phone at the mall mm-hmm. or if I leave it in a certain area or I leave money out, mm-hmm. the kingdom may not be operating there, right? <laughs> yeah, right. And it's, I may not see it, right? Mm-hmm. But the kingdom of God's where his reign, and that's just, again, a little yeah, example, sure, sure. but it's where the reign, where we see the benefits, we see yes. peace, and we see these dynamics The come. people, the, it's, it's yeah, how we operate. all of the outward fruits of a king reigning. Yep. And he's a good and a righteous king. So that's why I think you mentioned the difference between the church. You know, the kingdom of heaven is so much larger than just even the church. Though the church is is saved by it, comes under the rule of it, will partner with bringing it, is so integral to it all. But again, we've got to look at the throne of God. I think the right. throne okay. is going to be your greatest focus for the right, the, the throne that's in heaven in Revelations 4. Yeah. And it's it's uncontested ruling authority where Yahweh sets in three persons. Right. You know, it's, a, it's a glorious reality, but we want to focus in on that ring. So I think in some of these podcasts that we're going to do, we want to talk about right. who the king is. We're going to do yes. that a little bit in this one. We want to talk about what the kingdom looks like. How's the kingdom different than Judaism right. or Christianity? Are they the right. exact same thing? We want to talk a little bit about that, how the kingdom manifests, how it's operating, how the kingdom will consummate, yeah. meaning the end times. You can't talk about the kingdom yeah. without talking what the kingdom is going to do, and it's going to yeah. swallow up all other kingdoms. Yeah. And so um, so we've got multiple subjects we want to talk about, even leadership dynamics yeah, we, we talked, talked about. about. Yeah. Because the way the kingdom operates is different than Robert's Rules right. of Orders or how right. businesses run. Right. 
And, and sometimes the church is borrowing from the world more than operating in the kingdom. So I think we're going to have a lot of fun yeah, diving into it's these. It's going to be, yeah, I think it'll be really fun. I'd love to, the beginning, I always like going back to the beginning. Yep. Where, because because Genesis 1. Yep. The beginning, they were called Adam and Eve to do what? To reign and yeah, to Genesis rule. Genesis one twenty eight. We um, be fruitful, his... multiply, fill, subdue, and rule. These image bearers. They were called from the beginning, weren't they? Yes. And and so you can see from the very beginning with the enemy. We don't know when that you know yep. when he fell and all that, but for sure by Genesis three, there's a conflict. Absolutely. He comes and there's this conflict, and they. They turn from the tree of life. They go to the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Right. And instantly we see sin and rebellion coming. Right. And there is war on planet Earth. There is. That goes for about a millennium. And then you've got Noah. Right. And then there's a reboot, hard reboot on the earth. And you've got Noah and it quickly gets you to Abraham. Yeah. And then God starts choosing a people that he's ministering to. And you can see his rule. That he's going to bless the nations. Yeah. And then we see the whisperings, and we're going to get yep. there, of prophetic things about a king coming. Yep, yep. And so, yeah, this story, it really, to understand the kingdom, I think you need to understand yeah. the whole story. It's really good, yeah. And, and so, yeah. Adam and Eve, in a way, were right. the first king and queen, if yes, you will. Yes, they were. Under the rulership of, yep. of the Lord, but they were to operate and subdue, which means to conquer something that needs to be conquered. Yeah. we find out there's talking snakes out there that are in right. rebellion to God's ways. And so there is that contention, and we see kingdom conflict. Because it's not the kingdom of God's right. not the only kingdom, right? Because there's the kingdom of Satan. There's yeah. the the kingdom of men. Yeah. And that you know, when the final trumpet blows, the last trumpet in Revelations eleven fifteen, the song that'll be sung by the twenty four hours is the kingdoms of this world yeah. have become the kingdom of our God and yeah. King. So He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and He's going to break all kingdoms and rule over them. Yeah. And I was thinking of the verse in Colossians 1, 13 and fourteen mm. talks about once you were saved, right? Yeah. He would delivered from the kingdom of the darkness. Domain of darkness, this and, reign and rule. Now I'm suddenly in the kingdom of God. That's right. And I love the word, and my translation is domain. And so that's the word. Let's just yeah. say that King Dom. Yes, right. <laughs> it's a king. It's a person. There is no yeah. Dom dominion. Yeah. That's the dominion of the king. There is without the king. Yeah. The king has this dominion. Okay, and and he's operating. So yeah. when you think about the word, think about that. Yeah, that it's the a person ruling and reigning yeah. that has the rights to do that. Yeah, it's interesting this theme, and even in the the again not not even what's just happening the last couple months with the virus, but. Yeah, as many are believing for revival on right. the planet, right? Right. right. And, and you think of Kanye West. Yes. And in his like his first album, he has a dramatic conversion. Again, we'll see the test of time. We need to pray for him. Right. Right. And believe that his first album, Jesus is King. Yes. It's. I mean, he was blowing which, that trumpet, which is clearly the gospel. Right. I would say right. is the gospel does bring salvation, but it's more than that. The atonement is actually the emergency light, yeah. which is glorious, and we love the benefits. But to get us to yeah. the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom is this large thing rooted in yeah. Israel, manifested through the church. It's going to swallow up and rule the earth, if you will. But it's more than just our salvation. There is a gospel of grace. That's why we wrote that second right. booklet. The gospel of grace it's in Acts 22 that Paul talks about is the atonement, taking rebels and enemies and making the populating your kingdom. Right. But the kingdom rule is yeah. huge. And who Jesus is, um, is an amazing thing. So we might just start there in John, I think it's in John 18. Yeah. He's, he's being, he's arrested and Pilate is saying, they're calling you a king right. or Jesus has starts saying to him, my kingdom right. is not of this world. Right. If it, if my kingdom was of this world, my, 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 the ones that are with me would fight for yeah. me. And he goes, so you are a king. And he says, you have said it as so that I am a king and I have come to testify 
of this truth. Yeah. And so the essence of who he is is a king, which is stunning because of the first way he came. Yeah. But that is all rooted in the Old Testament. Yes. That prophetically there was a Messiah coming. I think we could say um, that the root, the core of all of Judaism is, yes, the sacrificial system in relationship with Yahweh, but is the prophetic hope for sure that a Messiah is coming. Yep. They're looking for the Messiah, waiting on a Messiah who to them is a ruling king who would be a Jew, yep. who would not only rule and take off all enemies off Israel, but would rule the earth. Yep. And so uh, so this is rooted way back in, in type in Adam and Eve. But um, one of the great places to look to is, in fact, if you, if, I'm going to read in 2 Samuel okay. chapter 7, David yep. finally right. gets the throne and he wants to... Um, he wants to build uh, the Lord a right. temple. You remember that? Yep, build him a house. Yeah, he's like, I'm I'm in a I'm palace. This really nice place. So the least and I the, can do for you, God. <laughs> right. And the Ark of the Covenant is sitting in a <laughs> yes. tent, and he's driving him crazy. Right. And he's like, Nathan, can I do it? And Nathan says, yep. his chief prophet, do it. Do what's in your heart. Yeah. But goes and prays, right. and the Lord says, don't tell him. Yep. Go back and tell him he's not going to build man of war. my house. Okay. Right. He shed blood. And the and the the upshot of this is in verse 13. Uh, I'm going to raise up one from your body, a seed, is what he says. And he shall build a house from my name. And I will establish the throne of his king kingdom. What word do you have there? Forever. Yeah. Yep. Throne of his kingdom. The throne of his kingdom, whoever this is, forever. So what we know when we read that right. is that's not Solomon. Right. Solomon came and died. And obviously it yeah. ended up in some tragedy. He says in 14, I'll be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. Um, and, and, and it moves on and it'll, it'll start talking about Solomon in some measures. But this issue is he's going to raise up a, a seed, a, one that will have an eternal kingdom. Yeah. And he's the one that's going to build a house. Now, the glory of what we know now is that that's more than a right. building in Jerusalem. Right. We're the house. We're called right. the house of the Lord. Right. We're the ecclesia, the church. And so, but back then, even we knew that the Lord was prophesying through Nathan, spirit inspired prophecy. I'm going to raise up out of humanity yeah. and a, a king, and not just a king, but a king that will eternally rule. Now, everybody's dying. Right. So, it's that adjective that's yeah. got to grip your heart like forever. Right. <laughs> Right. That's an amazing statement. Okay, so then it'll it'll progress, and we have so many kings, and obviously none of them, yep. even David, are the fulfillment of these prophecies. But David, David will prophesy in Psalms two. You remember that? Yeah. In Psalms two, such a powerful thing here, where David, under an inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and I just think this is worth our reading a bit. Why did the kings rage and the mm -hmm. people's plot in vain? The Kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers and counselors together against the Lord and against his anointed. Hmm. Should be capitalized probably yep. because it's talking about the, the someone more than David. Let us burst their bonds apart, these kings say, and cast away their cords from us. Probably the Antichrist spirit right. and the rebellion right, of right. the earth against the Lord. He who sits in the heavens, though, laughs at this rebellion. The Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath. This is the father. And he'll terrify them in his fury. And his, his statement to a rebellious mm. world is this. As for me, I set my king on Zion on my holy hill. Amen. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. Because his answer to the Antichrist rebellion, sin-raged yep. earth, is I'm going to bring a king. And it should be capitalized in most if anyone's looking at this in your passage. As for me, my answer is I'm going to bring a process of setting a king on Zion in the Holy Hill. And David is prophesying this, and I think he knows 
That's more than me. Because watch it develop. I tell of the decree, the Lord said to me, and this is really, if you look at it, it's Jesus speaking. The Lord said to me, you are my son, today I have begotten you. This is one of the most quoted verses in all of the New Testament. Wow. And it really is connected to the resurrection of Jesus, but it's to the person of Jesus. Yeah. You are my son, today I have begotten you, and then ask me of the nations as your heritage and the ends of the earth as your possession, which is really a fully conquering king. Yeah. You're going to get it all if you'll ask me. In the, in the intercession, we love this as our right. team because right. this is the driving thing yep. for missions for us. But I wanted to show that David is prophesying that his answer to rebellion through the whole earth is, I'm bringing a king. Hmm. I'm going to bring a king. And who would have known that the king is a God-man? That's what's stunning is Isaiah 7 that will take us a little further. The virgin will be with child. What? I mean, that's just amazing. The virgin will be with child and they'll call him in Isaiah 9. Remember, mighty God is one of the names. So there's going to be a man who's called mighty God. Then Ezekiel, see in Ezekiel 1, he looks and sees heaven and all these amazing things. And he looks at the throne of God and says, there's one like a son of man. Right, right. Right. Remember? Yeah. Daniel 7 Daniel and 13 and 14 will say, yeah, I saw one like the son of man ushered before yep. the ancient days, given authority over ever all the Amen. peoples. And you're going, there's a king yep. and he's not a normal king. He's a king that will reign eternally. He's a king who will be set up by Yahweh and he will be God. That's amazing. It's amazing. Psalm 110 is another one that's great. Yeah, I love read that. read some of that. Yeah, the Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand mm-hmm. until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Right. The Lord will extend your mighty scepter from Zion, saying, rule in the midst of your enemies. And then it just keeps on, on going. I love it. And then uh, verse four, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest for order forever in the order of Melchizedek. Well, it's so powerful. Powerful words. There. Oh yeah, powerful. So <laughs> here he comes and then Jesus is operating. And what I think stunned them, not only that it would be a God man, but that the king who has the right to judge all enemies and will judge everyone at the end of the world would come first, yeah. meek and lowly. This yeah. is just stunning. Yeah. He's a good king. Right. That king who's righteous and could judge everyone, send us to hell, slaughter. He comes to die for our sins, for our rebellions. Right. So he comes actually to recruit his enemies. Yes. <laughs> he has offered terms of peace through right. the gospel right. to all humanity. Make peace with me yeah. because I'm coming to make war. Yeah. And that's why we say, we like to say, you can't cherry pick the Bible. Right. It's clear in the Old Testament, clear in the New Testament, that the Lord Jesus has full rights to come. And he's going to, in the end times, the book of Revelation is going, he who died for sinners, really, is going to be slay sinners. Yeah, it's going to be a wild deal. It really is. And that's the dimensions that I think you've got to work with. But we've got to do that in our Bible. And this this one, he died for sinners. I love it. We need to preach a lot. But sometimes we'll do that, the neglect of the other reality. And actually, this reality that he's righteous and going to judge us makes this even more glorious. Right. It's more glorious because he can do that. So I want to show one more place. In Luke 19, in Luke 19, we have a parable from Jesus. It's the parable of the minas hmm. is how somebody might work. He issues those forth. And this is one of the very last, if, if not the last parable that uh, Jesus tells. But it says in uh, verse 11, as they heard these things, he proceeded to tell a parable hmm. because he was near Jerusalem and because they supposed, here it is, 
the kingdom of God was about to appear. Right. They just kept thinking, yep. any, any moment, minute, yep. he's going to take the throne, yep. kill the Romans. And he said, therefore, a nobleman went to a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and then to return. So you see what he's doing? He's yep. saying, this is me. I came from heaven yep. into this far country, the earth, to receive a kingdom. And then he went back, calling 10 of his servants. He, this is the disciples and all the church. He gave them 10 minas and said to them, engage in business until I come. Operate in the ministry. Right. Be good stewards of your giftings yep. and your calls. Right. Now watch verse 14. But his citizens of that country came to him and, and they sent a delegation after him saying, we do not want this man to be our king, reign over us. Yeah, and that, and I sent out this thing to the team. I don't know if you remember I put this on uh, on Facebook. But the controversy over Jesus is not the rewards right. he gives; it's the reign yep. that this he has the, the right to. This is the controversy. Yeah. This is what the Antichrist spirit right. hates about him. Right, is that his full reign, and it's actually what we struggle with. So that what this is is the citizenry said, and Jesus knows this is going to happen. They said, "We don't want you to reign." So when he returned, this is the second coming, by the way, having received the kingdom, he's going to get the kingdom. He ordered the servants to whom he had given the money and he called them and he basically judges them, you know, yeah. how they stewarded yeah. it. But I want to jump to the, to the end of this, if we can. He says um, in verse 26, I tell you that everyone who has more will be given. But the one who does not, even what he has will be taken away because he had, the ones yep. who had stewarded well, remember he does this thing. And that's another, another sermon. But look at 27. But as for those enemies of mine who did not want me to reign over them, bring them here and... Kill them in front of me. Wow. <laughs> slaughter them. Before. I mean, when's the last time you've heard a nice, yeah. feel-good sermon about that one? That's Jesus saying that. Right. And so... Um, and there's some other dimensions, and I don't want to make light of the emotional uh, dealing with the wrath of God and the fullness of his justice. But I'm telling you, we cannot cherry pick the Bible. You don't know the full love and mercy of God if you don't understand the justice and the wrath of God and his right to that. We don't. I don't think you can understand the glory of all of them if you don't keep them all together as yeah. personality. And it's a holding attention. You know, I, I'm reading through the Bible with Angie. Yeah. And we got to the story of Hezekiah. And I mean, it's interesting. I, I yeah, this this the angel of the Lord. And yeah. You realize, oh, that is Jesus. Yes, and he went out and fought and what one hundred twenty thousand in one night. Absolutely. And I'm like, it's oh, amazing. Jesus. It really is. And it's, again, read the you book have to of Revelation. Wrestle this yeah. out. Isaiah sixty three. The first six verses have him marching through Edom, yeah. and he's got his robes. They're red. Remember, yeah. and Isaiah, why is your robe red? Right. Have you been in a wine press? No, it's the blood of my enemies, yeah. and it's Jesus. Uh, Armageddon. It's Jesus of Psalms, you know, of Isaiah 62 and 61, who brought all the redemption yeah. and did the, the yeah. passages we so love, binding up the brokenhearted, yeah. his first coming. But then he comes in justice because yeah. men will not repent. And so we say all that to say this is that controversies over his yeah. reign. Yeah. Everybody wants the multiplied bread. That's why I think in John 6, he did that when he had thousands and thousands following yeah. him. He had multiplied bread, done miracles, but he says, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood, which really is a call to allegiance. And so I think that's one thing I wanted to highlight in this video is yeah. the, the glory of who Jesus is as the king, but that the, 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 the major controversy is over his reign and, and we real genuine biblical faith is not me just believing in a certain amount of doctrines. Then I show up at a building once a week and I, and I, nod to the sermon that's about yeah. that. It, the, a real biblical faith is a wholesale signing up of allegiance to a king. Yeah. It is. It that's sure what he's is. saying with Nicodemus. And that's where Nicodemus, he's saying, you can't enter my kingdom unless you're yeah. born again. Yeah. Meaning you can't enter right. 
and experience my dynamic rule and reign, which is glorious. Yeah. You can't do it unless you're born again. The kind of species and heart you have won't submit. You need to become a new creation. Right. So you must be born again to come into the kingdom mm-hmm. of God. And he did, I've heard that preached right. It was like, it meant heaven. Well, yes, but it means more than that. It means to operate in his rule and reign and not have rebellion yeah. in you. Amen. So I'm going to put you uh, share a couple of things yep. and, then, and then we'll wrap up. Yep. I want to tie it to the day we live in. Wow. Okay? okay. Okay. And so uh, I remember talking about this with you, Isaiah 42. Mm-hmm. And just there's some heat on some of these passages. Oh, yeah. You feel the presence of the Lord. But yeah. He says in verse 10, this is about his second coming. Yes. So sing to the Lord a new song, his praise from the ends of the earth. You who go down to the sea and all is in it, you islands and all who live in them. And then he keeps going, talking about singing. He wants the, the whole earth people singing. worshiping and singing. And now we get to verse 13. The Lord will march out like a champion. Yes. Like a warrior, he will stir up his zeal. Yes. With a shout, he will raise the battle cry and will triumph over his enemies. And then this is what I love, verse 14. For a long time, I've kept silent. This is what the Jesus said. For a long time, I've, I've been silent. I'm on my throne. I'm moving. I've held myself back, I think. It's a, but he says, I've been cut and I've held my, But now, like a woman in childbirth. Right. I cry out and I gasp and I pant. Yes. We're in birth pains. Oh, yeah. The birth pains have been, I think, are intensifying. Yes, they are. And so then you go to Haggai 2. I've been reading this a lot as I'm listening to different people. We're talking about, mm. here we are, the nations are being shaken yep. all at one time. Yes. There's not one thing that hasn't been shaken right now. Everybody's feeling right, this clearly. Right. And so this is what, again, it says, this is what the Lord Almighty says, in a little while... I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all the nations and what is desired. It's Jesus. We want him. We long for him. We'll be all, we'll come and I will fill this house with glory. So that's what we're in this transition, aren't we? So why is, why do we read these about the intense passages in a day like this? Why do we need to be prepared, Sam, to someone that's just listening, saying, oh my gosh, you're like, I want meek and mild and loving Jesus. But why do I need to know this? And then how do I match that with the time we live? I'd love to just... Well, bit. and I'll say a couple of things, and you, you, but I, we've got to have an accurate picture of what the Bible yep. says the king is like. Uh, who, what is the quote out of, uh, I always, Narnia, he's a, he's a good king, but he's not a tame lion. Right. He's not a tame lion. He's not safe or something. not safe. Yeah, yep. I mean, there's some intensity, and the intensity really is around the conflict. Yeah. I think we underestimate this dynamic of his rule, reign, and righteousness because we underestimate the vileness of yep. sin and a devil that's raging against the glory of God. And so it, it said it in Psalms 2, the kings are not, if we went on down, it said, the father said to the son, you're going to have to break the nations like right. pottery. Right. The reason is not because he wants to. Yeah. I don't think he's like, I want to break the nations. It's like, they won't submit. They, they hate me. And they don't want my rule and reign. So that yeah. antichrist spirit is so intense, it causes this storm yeah. in the nations. And so the Holy Spirit through prophets warmed us up, gave us enlightenment. So we know this collision doesn't mean, number one, that our God is not good. And it doesn't mean, you know what I mean? That he's not going to break through and win. You need to stay steady and know that there is contention and there is a process yeah. of war and he is going to win that war at the end. Yeah, and so then we shouldn't be surprised that the nations are raging. No, it, there's more to come. There's more to come. Yeah. And so what we're feeling, and so I think this the the thing what we need to know is, yeah, we're praying for recovery. Yes. Praying that God's reign comes. Yep. But to know, yeah, whatever I'm feeling with shaking now, it's yep. going to intensify multiple. 
Yeah. Multiply. And actually, if yeah. you're praying, thy kingdom come. Yeah. We talked about Saturday night. You're, t- you're praying, my kingdom come. You're praying, yes, for the breakthrough and the rule and the rain, the heaven, the new heaven. Yeah. But you're praying for the process leading up to it, yeah. which is very clear. Birth pains and, right? Yeah. Pro- uh, people are deserting their persecutions, the abomination. Yeah. There's a lot of dynamics involved in it. You don't have to like them, but we do submit to them. And so back to where we started is seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness means more than and I read my Bible a little bit every day yeah. and I go to church. I mean, I think everybody knows that, but it even means more than missions. And I that seeking the kingdom of God is I've made the king yeah. the desire of my heart. And that's actually the most satisfying yeah. thing Amen. to love him with all my heart and to yeah. root. I was thinking this morning before we did this, I was spending time with the Lord. I had, I've got the spirit of the yeah. king. Mostly kings through human history come and dominate a people yeah. and take stuff from them to make themselves yeah. great. <laughs> What kind of king do we have that would shed his blood to pay for our sins, then give us his very spirit? I've got the spirit of the king in me. I was like in my courtyard today, just fellowshipping with the king of all the earth in my inner man. And he wants to share his own inheritance with you. Unbelievable. To reign and rule again. Inviting <laughs> me in to rule and reign. What? This is such a good king. It's a great story. But he is a king that will deal with yeah. everything that is in rebellion and everything that's hindering the fullness of his kingdom coming. Yeah. So we want to seek his kingdom. It means I want, I'm growing in, I want more of your rule. Yeah. I want more of your rule that is filled with love, that's filled with yeah. breaking sin off my life yeah. and breaking the selfishness. I want, I'm seeking your kingdom and your righteous ways. And then everything else will be added unto me. Yeah, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, I'll do that. that. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for the the word of God and how it teaches about the kingdom. And we pray like you taught us to um, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, glory to your name in all the nations and let your kingdom come and your will be done in our hearts, in our, in the church, in the earth, in the nations, in this generation, as it is in heaven. Lord, as it is in heaven, rule and reign with glory. Thank you for this. We pray everyone that listened by the power of the Holy Spirit, you take us deep in our revelation of the King and his kingdom and all that's coming. We love you and we thank you for the victory we have in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.